Broadcasting from the point where sports meets faith, it's Benson and those guys. Now here's your host, Benson and those guys on ESPN Rochester. Welcome, gangsters. (laughs) It is... No. (laughs) Yeah. Going with Hip Hop Rick this week. I love Hip Hop Rick. Welcome to the program. Benson and those guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. We're down a man this week. Pastor Shane is busy doing, I don't know, pastry things, I suppose. Down a man will persevere. The rest of those guys are here. You can visit our website, btgprogram.com, or find us on Twitter, at BTG Program. show's also available on podcast via our website or find it on iTunes. Before we even get to talking about the Dallas Cowboys, those Dallas Cowboys, the team that Zach and many others, I might point out, so it wasn't just Zach, said would have five wins all year long, those same Cowboys who are sitting tall at Five and one already. Darren, you look like you're about to jump in already. It was the Cowboys that I said would win the Super Bowl, right? You recanted that. Your original (laughs) was the Cowboys-Bills Super Bowl rematch. You know, I'm actually going to stick by that now. Yeah, okay. You've got probably four or five different predictions out there. I'm just covering it all. But before we even talk about the performance on the field, how about their coach? Jason Garrett reportedly micromanaging every aspect of the team's preparations from watching over running back drills to make sure they're all carrying the ball high and tight, throwing passes to linebackers, sitting in on uh, meetings of the different units. Jason Garrett has the Cowboys playing well, perhaps even overachieving. Would you go that far saying they're overachieving? I think I would. Garrett has... Had the play-calling duties removed from him, you might recall back in 2012, had that yanked from him by owner Jerry Jones. Uh, The subject of firing rumors each of the last several seasons. And I suppose if you're going to go down, you want to go down controlling every aspect of the ship. But not having the play-calling responsibilities is giving him time to focus on some of the other units of the team and doing well. The Cowboys are playing very well. And in addition, I like the way he handled the Joseph Randall situation. Randall, who was charged with misdemeanor theft of underwear and cologne. Now, there's a combination. He can't You're afford go- that? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this valued 123 Allegedly what he uh, took valued $123.50. And he has been fined by the team a total of one week's pay, which is about 29 thousand dollars so to lift that 123 bucks it'll cost him twenty nine thousand dollars but the combination you know of all the things you're going to lift you're going with cologne and underwear i don't even i don't even understand why a professional athlete would do this i i don't know and you know there are circumstances. Jason Garrett said he took full responsibility. There were a lot of circumstances that were surrounding the situation. I don't know what that means. I don't know what necessarily they're talking about. Maybe it was a gag. Maybe some people put I have no idea. But he said there are no excuses and there is no explanation uh, for this. Garrett pointed out that there are public consequences and consequences on the team as well. So I like the way that Garrett stepped in and just took control of this Situation And it kind of reaffirms the fact that, remember, this is a faith-based 
sports program. I might point out the number one faith-based sports program in the region. (laughs) And it reaffirms something that we've talked about many times, that you can be forgiven. And in this case, it seems that Randall has, as he is scheduled to be playing this weekend against the Giants. But being forgiven does not necessarily mean that all the consequences just go just go away. And let me just say this, that it, that is the very thing that as believers in Jesus Christ makes the cross that much more significant. The fact that I am forgiven of my sins, and that's because Christ took those consequences. But as long as we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys, all is not perfect in Big D. Even though you're sitting five and one, even though you're feeling real good about yourself, sure, they're winning. But I think there was a, I think it was Harris report. I'm trying to remember who it was. A Harris poll came out and said they are no longer America's number one team. They are no longer at the top. Do you guys have any guess? Darren, uh, Dan, I know the answer. Like you know, I, so you know the answer. You guys know? It's the Broncos, right? It is the Broncos. But what surprised me was not so much the Broncos, because people love the Broncos, the number two team on that list. You know who that was? Yes, it was. Yes, I do. The beloved New York Giants. Over the Steelers, <laughs> over some of those teams that would seem to have more national appeal, the Giants, the second place team. Now, before you get all excited, though, Ben, because I know you're a Giants fan, wasn't it like 1,500 people that were polled? It's not a big number. It was just apparently 1,500 people 1500 that don't know what they're talking about. very bright, <laughs> very knowledgeable football fans. Harris does polls very scientifically, so it's it's pretty accurate. And th- it does give you a good sample size. Now, the good news is that if you're a fan of neither of those teams, that you know these things change year to year. I mean, it wasn't Denver last year. I mean, you know, Dallas was the team, America's team. But, I mean, you know, it's surprising that it's it's Denver and the Giants over maybe Green Bay and Pittsburgh, two teams you'd think would be at the top what of the list. What surprised yeah. me is how quickly the Broncos moved up this list because I've got that poll. I'm sitting here looking at it. In 2011, they were tied at, the, at number 17. Last year they had jumped all the way to number three, and this year they moved up uh, two more spots to be the number one team in America. I don't think that's a surprise because they're winning now. No, I think there's a common denominator between the top two teams. I'm not going to say it yet. You might be heading there. But there are, you know, there's certain teams you expect to see up there. The Cowboys being one of them, the Packers being one of them, the Steelers, the Seahawks jumped way up. They're they're still only number six. But some of the, the top ten were this. The Broncos, Giants, followed by the Packers, Cowboys, Steelers, Seahawks, Niners, Patriots, Bears, and Saints rounded out the top ten. Your Buffalo Bills, Mm -hmm. the number 20, tied at number 20 for most popular team in the country. I think a lot of people forget the Bills exist outside of Buffalo. I think a lot of people forget the Bills exist inside of (laughs) Buffalo. The Bills are like Burmese pythons in Florida. A lot of uh, Floridians get these uh, stupid pythons, right, as pets, and then they realize that they hate them, so they let them go out into the wild. They have no natural enemies. Uh, because so basically these pythons now have like you know multiplied and have taken over South Florida and the Everglades and all that stuff and they're terrible. Well, the Bills have no real rivals. I mean, you see the polls from Bleacher Report. I think I forgot who was doing the polls, but the most hated teams in the NFL, the Bills weren't even on the list. Nobody hates them. Why? Because there's been no reason to hate them. Because everybody haven't, feels exactly bad. Right. For they haven't been good. Right. <laughs> Anyone? Else Not only is it? this the number one faith-based sports program, but Dan just made this the number one 
naturalist program here in Rochester. <laughs> Wildlife shows, this is like Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. The New York Giants, as long as we're talking about the Giants, we're talking about the Cowboys. The Giants the Cowboys scheduled to play each other this weekend in Dallas. Giants medical personnel have been briefed on the Ebola virus and have informed the players in preparation of their trip to Dallas this weekend. Reports are, for the most part, they're not too concerned about it. They're not overly concerned. But would you guys be worried if you were taking a plane to Dallas, going through some of those areas? I, I honestly don't know. I've I've just kind of not wanted to think about it because I, I mean that stuff's going to kill you. So. Well, what would it, what would happen? I and mean, I just started going down this road. And I, I understand this is a little bit of a dark road, but what if a guy like Tony Romo? Oh, Dallas Cowboys quarterback. He comes down with such a disease. You think then they'd start shutting down some of these flights? I think so. I it's like anything in our culture. Nobody really cares too much about any one thing until somebody important starts talking about it. A movie star or a quarterback or the president or somebody and then it becomes an issue. I wouldn't I would be fine with going through Dallas. I think unless you're going to be in the that wing of the hospital you know, because there were there were tens of thousands of people who came through Dallas the same time as these people that came down with Ebola, and only a handful of people were affected. So I wouldn't be too concerned. My wife's obsessed with this Ebola stuff. Uh, she rescued two little baby doves because she cuts down trees, and the tree got taken down. And then there was a nest in there, so she named the two doves that she, that are in our bathroom right now. Doctor Sanjay Gupta got, saw Doctor Sanjay Gupta and Anderson Cooper three sixty, and the reason why is because she's obsessed with watching this Ebola crap every night. And now it's gotten to me a little bit to the point where we don't really know the truth of this disease. The incubation period could be months. And that's the scary part. Would I, would I be concerned? Would it be in the back of my mind? Absolutely. But these are chartered flights that these NFL teams take. So I, I'm not too concerned about it if I were a player, but you'd have to wonder in the back of your head, is the government, in fact, lying about it? Yeah. You know, at, at that point, I'm glad they're looking into it. I don't think I'd be too overly concerned either, and I agree with all you guys. I wouldn't, I wouldn't lose a lot of sleep over it, but it is something that in the back of my mind I, I'd be wondering about, and I think, we need to look a little closer at this. I want to get to the tweet of the week. Gordon Hayward, did you guys see this? Utah Jazz, Gordon Hayward, uh, saying that if he played LeBron James one-on-one, that he would crush him, <laughs> suggesting that it is he who is the best player in the game. Here's his quote. Take any five NBA players you want. Put them on the same squad, and it really doesn't matter. I'd beat them all. It would be like playing a bunch of kindergartners. This is Jordan Hayward. Uh, Gordon Hayward, excuse me, of the Utah Jazz. Was was he joking? Pretty bold talk from someone who averaged 16.2 points a game, but as it turns out, Hayward was talking about the popular PC game League of Legends. Uh, Well well played, Mr. Hayward. Well played. Now you know who he is. I, I have no idea what that game is about. Do you guys? You're, oh, you're gamers. No? I have no idea what that is. You're dorks, too. So you would think you would know. Zach, you're like their king. Yeah, Zach would probably know. You don't know what that game is? Uh, is it a Facebook game? I don't, know. I don't know. Some PC game. Now, Darren, you just bought. You invested wisely, played some game for like four hours, and then you've said it. you haven't touched it NBA, again. NBA 2K15, it's fantastic. I just don't have time to play it. Gotcha. It's kind of speaking of NBA, LeBron James, Gordon Hayward. By the way, LeBron James came back with a tweet that said he confirmed that. Yeah, he he's pretty good. He's a gamer. This Gordon Hayward. (laughs) LeBron James just agreed to yet another endorsement deal. This one for Kia, promoting its K nine hundred luxury sedan, a sixty six thousand dollar vehicle. 
Now, I got to be honest, I didn't know Kia had a high end vehicle like that, $66,000. <laughs> but apparently, James, who is a car enthusiast, uh, asked whether he could get this new $66,000 K900 car to drive around. He asked, and of course, Kia, as you might imagine, being the official uh, vehicle of the NBA for the last eight years, they were more than happy to have LeBron. So I just want to go out on a limb here and take this opportunity to say that I would like to drive around <laughs> that car. And we are willing to let you be the official sponsor, the official vehicle of the Benson and those guys program. Kia might want to take a look at our track record of turning things to gold that we touch. Well, that's this exactly right. Dreams right. That, is, that is the brightest thing you've said in the, <laughs> how many weeks have we been doing this? That's a great point. We have a great track record. Speaking of which, Dan, you yourself. I have been have, blessed by the hand of Benson and God. Um, and, uh, now more I so God, talk, much less Benson. I have a talk show, so uh, is, praise God and Benson. This is the second or third time Dan has had to just indulge your stupidness. I, and that's what I appreciate about him. Look at him. He's, you know, he's rubbing his forehead. Covered he's got his, his head down. He just goes, whatever. Nobody's listening anyway. And the term is stupidity, not stupidness. That's not a word. Oh, is he, I'm... I'm Full of stupidness. <laughs> the number one faith-based program in the region, the number one wildlife show in the region, and now mm-hmm. the number one literary show mm-hmm. in the region. <laughs> we got it all. Coming up later in the program, we're going to talk about more stuff. And as we go to break, we ask you that you take notice of our sponsors, support them by giving your business to them. Benson and Those Guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. ESPN Rochester. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Nathan R. Wegman about the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach. Together, you and Nathan can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. Call Nathan R. Wegman Financial Advisor today at 585-272-0080. Offices located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 14623. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service home remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows for interior and exterior remodels. No one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070, or visit them at www.mcafeeremodeling.com. Title sponsor of Benson and Those Guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions, serving Rochester for over 25 years. Town and Country Pest Solutions team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets. Town and Country Pest Solutions does it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town and Country today at 426-5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town and Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. Roberts Wesleyan College has been providing education for character for nearly 150 years. This year, Roberts moves to NCAA Division II membership and is Rochester's only D2 college. Check out Roberts Wesleyan College at www.roberts.edu or on Facebook and Twitter. Keep aiming higher. Make a difference at Roberts Wesleyan College. 
Darren here, the unreasonable one. I try to have fun on the air with Benson and those guys, but I want you to know that I'm serious about its message. I really do want people to hear about Jesus Christ, and I love that we can use sports to help spread that message. You know that I love sports, but I hope you also know how important the gospel of Jesus Christ is. If you enjoy the program, please tell others about us, and if you believe that using sports to share biblical principles can be effective, then perhaps you can help us cover the cost of being on this station. You can go to our website, btgprogram.com, and make a one-time donation or or even become a recurring supporter. And to show our appreciation, if you can give $25 or more, we'll send you a t-shirt as a way to say thank you. Being a part of this program has meant a lot to me. Your continued prayers are appreciated. And as always, thanks for listening to Benson and Those Guys. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys here on ESPN Rochester. Benson and Those Guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Right before the break, I gave you Tweet of the week from Gordon Hayward of the Utah Jazz, and Zach reminded me of a comment he recently read. I don't know where he read it, but in reference to the Buffalo Sabres, I thought it was laugh out loud funny. Zach, give us that comment. Uh, I read somebody say on the internet today that watching the Sabres is like watching two apes try to put together IKEA furniture. It might happen, but in the end, it's just going to be covered in feces. I love that quote. I mean, it's a professional hockey team you're talking mm-hmm. about. <laughs> oh, my. They're atrocious. They, well, it's we, be a we, long you year. expected it. But even when you expect it, everybody gets, still gets psyched up for, yeah, but you know what could happen? Nothing. Nothing's going to happen <laughs> this year. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse. It's going to be a long year, and outside of Darren, who has them in the Eastern Conference Finals. You know it. That's going to be a, it's going to be a long year. Hey, we're six weeks into the NFL season. And I want to look at uh, last week's game. There was some great games. And I want to ask, what team, was there any team that played that surprised you by how well they played? We already talked about this, but the Cowboys are for real, man. Five and one, they went into Seattle and just punched the defending champions in the mouth. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, I think the Cowboys would certainly come to mind as one of those teams that would surprise you by how well they played. I wouldn't have expected them to go up to Seattle. I think they're kind of, though... They got the Giants coming in, and they're coming off a big emotional win, the Cowboys are. The Giants are not as bad as they looked against Philadelphia. I don't think the Cowboys are as good as they looked against Seattle. This could be a week where the the Cowboys come back to earth a little bit. I actually might agree with you on this because the Giants just got shut out by Philly, something Philly hasn't done in, I think, 18 years. They haven't shut anybody out in 18 years. And then everyone's talking about how the Cowboys are overusing DeMarco Murray I, I, he doesn't. He looks fine to this point, but at some point, you use the guy thirty times a game. He is going to slow down and break down a little bit, and you know maybe this week he takes a step back. I don't, I don't see it happening, but well, it's possible. Yeah. Regardless, going up last week in the Seattle definitely surprised me about how well Zach. Do you have somebody that surprised you by how well they played? I had uh, the team that surprised me the most with how well they played was the Raiders. They held a lead for a long time against the Chargers, Chargers. and they almost pulled that game out. They looked like a completely different Raiders team from what we've seen. Yeah, I mentioned this before. My wife is a Raiders fan, and, you know, she was all excited. Here they are. They're going to win a game that she's pretty – but they do what the Buffalo Bills, last minute, they they let that thing get get away from them. What about the other way? What about in a negative way? There's somebody that surprised you by how poorly they played. This is obvious, but – what are the Tampa Bay Bucks doing? I mean, people were actually picking them to make the playoffs earlier in this year. Uh, you know, uh, someone on the show actually might have said that. 
No, I don't think anybody said playoffs because I, I I was one of those guys. I thought the Buccaneers were going to they're, they're going to take a step forward. It's like, but so far they have not. Like their defense was getting an early start in their bye week. How do you give up twenty eight points in the first quarter? How, like forty seven points or something? They gave up total forty eight. You're an NFL team. How is there that much of a gap in talent? Like, to a, to a senior citizen receiver and Steve Smith senior, he was torching them. I mean. I don't want to suggest that he might be on something else, but holy cow. <laughs> the NFL loves, uh, by the way, I, I think you're going to see more of these high-scoring games. The NFL wants that. They want the offense. They want to protect the uh, quarterback. You're going to see a lot less defense. But, Dan, let me ask you, Would you? we got the Buccaneers, and I, I would agree with Darren. Uh, Zach, do you have somebody other than the Buccaneers that's surprising you for how poorly they played? Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. The last two weeks, uh, they went into that game with the Patriots coming off a bye week. They have been dominant on both sides of the football, and they were completely flat. They got manhandled. And then this week, they tied at 37-37 with the Panthers. They, After their bye week, they look like they're sleepwalking. Yeah, but those Panthers are pretty good. I don't know that that would surprise you by playing poorly. The they... Bengals should have won that game, though. They missed a chip-shot field goal at the end. Yeah. Uh, what Did you see uh, Adam Jones's? Response to that? Yeah, he he kind of ripped uh, Mike Nugent, the kicker. Do you agree? No, not necessarily. Yeah. I think Pac-Man Jones is the last guy who needs to talk about anything. Yeah, well, exactly right, and that's <laughs> yeah. why I was interested in what you guys thought because, you know what, it's it's what we saw in the in the playoffs the other night where a guy throws it um, in the, in the right field. We see that it happens. This is why you get paid a lot of money to do it. It's not going to happen every time. It is a game. Uh, Mike Nugent goes up there to kick that, and he's pretty, re- you know, it's going to hit. There's a good chance of it, but there's also that chance. That's why you play the game. I mean, I was I was, at, I was doing a Fisher game real quick. I was doing a Fisher game on the weekend, and Fisher crushed uh, over the weekend. But uh, there was a couple times where the snap and the hold actually hurt the kick. And you kind of you, you, people forget that you know uh, Scott Norwood's kick that went wide right. People forget that Frank Reich had the ball at ten o'clock with the laces at ten o'clock instead of high noon, and that makes a difference. The ball, the laces are supposed to be nine times out of ten. You try to get that the laces at high noon, and that has an impact. People forget about that, but it's all about the kicker trying to kick it through the uprights. Those those laces have an impact. The snap timing, all that stuff means something, and it might be interesting with the Bills because Garrison Sanborn may not play tomorrow, and he's a long snapper. Keep your eye on that. Just putting it out there. At six games into the season, uh, real quick, let me just ask you this. We talked about last week who played well, who who, who surprised you by not playing well, and I, I think the Cowboys and the Bucks probably are those two teams on either side of the spectrum on that. But at six games into the season, is there anybody out there that has really surprised you where they sit and how good they're playing? Are you surprised, say, by the Chargers? Are you surprised? Well, Dallas, obviously, 5-1, and one, but is there anybody else that surprises you by how – how well they're playing throughout the year. The Chargers surprised me a little bit because Frank Reich had not been a coordinator before and nobody really knew what that offense would look like. And they're dynamite. They're fantastic. I, I'm i sure this is probably someone else's pick too, but the the Cleveland Browns, nobody saw that coming. That team was just plagued with issues in the offseason. How long was Josh Gordon going to be out? How long was Jordan Cameron going to be hurt? They had a first-year head coach. you know, And, and they look much, much better than I think anybody expected. What is Brian Hoyer now as a starter? Six and two or something like that? He's doing pretty well with Cleveland. He's, he's pretty good. He's pretty much silencing all the man's Seventh-ranked total QBR quarterback in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. Brian Hoyer is number seven. 
ahead of Eli Manning, ahead of Joe Flacco, ahead of Jake, ahead of Tom Brady, Cam Newton, Kyler Kaepernick. Brian Hoyer is your seventh ranked QBR quarterback in the NFL. I, I kind of look at the you know Pro Football Focus does advanced stats too, uh, but they also have the San Diego Chargers rated one of the worst offenses in football. What does that tell you? I mean, the eyeball test tells you they're much better than that. Well, why why is that? Because they grade everything. They grade every player, and their offensive line's been horrible. They've had no running game. It's all Phillip Rivers and his receivers. Uh, San Diego to me is a huge surprise. Cleveland, I think, will come back down to earth. You got I gave them I give them the Buffalo Bills five and one test, meaning a uh, couple times over the last ten years the Bills have started a season five and one and then end up with six to seven wins. <laughs> uh, so you know the five and one test could go for Dallas five and one test. You know Cleveland is not five and one, but I mean you know. The, Again, they've had to come back a few times to win some games against some pretty bad teams. Yeah, they crushed Pittsburgh, but you know, let's give it some more time here. We're not even at the trade deadline yet. That's usually your barometer of how good teams really are. We're still a couple weeks out. Phillip Rivers, I, I still, for some reason, I don't think gets the credit he deserves. He's he's fantastic out there, especially pre-snap. He's he's changing stuff around as much as Peyton Manning does. He's awesome at what he does. Well, because a lot of the reason why is because he's got a lot of Jay Cutler in him, which is, hey, you're waiting for that other shoe to drop. You're waiting for him to force that throw. And yeah, a lot true. of times last year, like in the previous years, people have criticized Phillip Rivers for not being a total team guy and making things up at the line as he goes and hasn't made the right decisions. But now with Frank Reich, maybe he has. Remember on draft day, Phillip Rivers and Eli Manning were traded for each other? Phillip Rivers... If he stays in with the New York Giants, I think he gets a lot more credit than he's getting right now. Wouldn't you agree? Because he might have those two Super Bowls. Well, sure. If you're in the New York media market, you're going to get probably more recognition than if you played anywhere else. Probably Eli Manning is a little overrated be, for having played in New York City. You also have to remember that Eli Manning was thrust into the uh, spotlight in his rookie season. Philip Rivers had two years to sit behind a guy named Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. So it depends. It really depends. I think sometimes if you were hatched too quickly – Prematurely, things can go wrong. On the topic of football, a couple issues ago, ESPN the Magazine came out with a poll. I've got four questions here I want to pull out. This is basically what you would do for your football team, what you think is okay. Uh, basically, our uh, love affair with football. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you 50, this is percent. So I'm going to ask you, Darren, the first question here. Tell me if you think it's higher or under 50% of fans. Is it okay to talk to a stranger using the stall next to you in the stadium bathroom. 50% or more, say yes, or 50%. Well, it's got to be under 50%. It should be under 50%. It's not. 59% of the people polled said that it is okay no. to talk to the stranger using the stall next to you. I think it's fine. I do not I do it, want to I do talk it, to people. I do it because there's guys like you on the other side who are unnerved by it completely. The other <laughs> thing, too, is I think it's such a stupid thing. Man rules. I hate man rules. I'll talk to my friends all day, but some random person, no, I'm good. Oh, I don't man. care. We're talk talking about me. a football game. We're there for a common goal, and it's to watch a football game. We not be, may not be rooting for the same team. Yeah, but some of us need to focus to aim right. <laughs> or the shy bladder syndrome. Zach, let me ask you this. 50% or more, you tell me the answer. Bringing a three-year-old kid to the game, is that good parenting or bad parenting? Three-year-old kid. Oh, that's bad. That's bad parenting. 51% said it's good parenting to bring a three-year-old. Well, of course, most of those people aren't going to games in Buffalo, so they probably have a little more family-friendly environments. Or the ticket prices are so high that you don't have that riffraff in the stadium. That's but also three another three years part of it. old. How much are they enjoying the the game? Three. It's funny. You go three. around the league, you'll see kids in stadiums, but you won't see it in Buffalo that often. Nor should you. No. <laughs> Dan, one for you. Yes or no? At least once in my life, I swear I had a direct impact on the outcome of the game. I think I think <laughs> I think a lot of people believe it. Yes. 
39%. It's actually under 50. Well, oh, no well, kidding. 39% believe they actually have an impact on the outcome <laughs> of the game. Now, I don't know what that means. You're sitting at home, you're cheering, you're yelling. Uh, we've had, my wife and I've had some fun with this over the years. I've, she's come downstairs, the Yankees were winning, and she comes downstairs, and I tell her, go back upstairs wherever you were, you know, go back <laughs> to there, you know, go back to that spot. All right, Darren, one more for you. Would you trade a month off the end of your life in exchange for a championship in this year? Yes, all it, day. Fifty More it, than 50% 59% would trade a month off the end of your life. Are you kidding me? Your life. My entire life has been spent watching the Bills be terrible and lose just everything they ever play. I would love to see them win. Your li- your priorities are so out of whack if you are giving up a month of your life, a month that you could do so many things, a month that you could impact other people, you're giving that up to see the Bills win a championship. Let's assume I, I live to be like 80 or 90 or whatever, like most people in America do now. At that point, I got no teeth. I'm wearing diapers and Velcro shoes. Man, I'll give you the month. I'm and ready you get to, to go. And you get to go hang out with Jesus a month sooner? Yeah, I'm good. I'm okay, out. I get that part, but maybe you have things to do. You have more service to do. For the kingdom, and you're gonna you're gonna give that month up. I, I we did a segment last week's program talking about priorities out of whack when it comes to sports. You can go back, you can go to the website, you can go to iTunes, get that <laughs> segment if you want. But my goodness, giving up a month on the end of your life, you guys are crazy. It's a tough one. I'm not saying I would do it. I just said you know you get a month sooner to spend with Jesus. But I mean, it might be a calculated risk based on my family history. Okay, look, my father. I watched my father die. Uh, and that that last month, I'm glad I was able to share that with him. But he was in he was in utter agony. And uh, for the Bills to win a Super Bowl versus his last month, I think he would trade it. Looking I'm, back, I'm surprised at how many people said uh, that, that. Doesn't surprise me at all. So I'm just thinking, like, I don't really want to be a senior citizen and go through all that stuff. So take the I'll I'll, I'll take one last month. I've seen you win. in public. Somebody will kill you long before you get to be a senior <laughs> citizen. Benson and Those Guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. You're listening to ESPN Rochester. Title sponsor of Benson and Those Guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town & Country Pest Solutions team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets. Town & Country Pest Solutions does it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town & Country today at 426-5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Nathan R. Wegman about the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach. Together, you and Nathan can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. Call Nathan R. Wegman, financial advisor, today at 585-272-0080. Offices located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 14623. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Darren here, the unreasonable one. 
I try to have fun on the air with Benson and those guys, but I want you to know that I'm serious about its message. I really do want people to hear about Jesus Christ, and I love that we can use sports to help spread that message. You know that I love sports, but I hope you also know how important the gospel of Jesus Christ is. If you enjoy the program, please tell others about us, and if you believe that using sports to share biblical principles can be effective, then perhaps you can help us cover the cost of being on this station. You can go to our website, btgprogram.com, and make a one-time donation or even become a recurring supporter. And to show our appreciation, if you can give $25 or more, we'll send you a t-shirt as a way to say thank you. Being a part of this program has meant a lot to me. Your continued prayers are appreciated, and as always, thank Thanks for listening to Benson and Those Guys. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys here on ESPN Rochester. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys. The program is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. You can visit our website, btgprogram.com, or find us on Twitter. Twitter. I said it right. BTG, at BTG Program. Dave Valley is the son of former Rochester Red Wings and Major Leaguer John Valley but he's also a very solid ball player in his own right. He's currently a baseball instructor. He's involved with his dad in a sporting goods shop and training facility in Spencerport, and he coaches Team Valley Baseball. He joins us now in the Town & Country phone line. Dave, it's great to talk to you, buddy. How's things hey, going? Doing great. How you doing, Rick? Well, I'm doing all right. You're pretty busy with all the different hats you wear. What, uh, what one's most satisfying for you? To be honest, uh, the most satisfying hat probably I wear is uh, is coaching uh, coaching the, our travel team. Um, I think there's it's one thing to give lessons to a kid for a half hour and you get to make a little bit of an impact, but uh, coaching you get you you join a group of kids for an entire year and you get to work with them for an entire year inside and outside of baseball. And I think that's what I I get to probably the most enjoyment out of that. There was a uh, real nice article uh, featured in the DNC, one of the young men that you trained. Can you tell us a little bit about that article and that young man? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kenny Cruz, uh, Democrat Chronicle, did a nice article on Kenny Cruz. He's been with us for about three years. Um, he's a young man that I met about three years ago. He came into our store, a uh, kid that lives uh, in the inner city. Um, great kid, high character kid. Um, good, good, gets good grades in school. He's a 4.0 GPA just didn't really have a lot of instruction as far as baseball goes. Uh, and he joined our team, and uh, we've been helping him along the way. He pretty much lives at our facility, hits uh, nonstop every single day, loves the game of baseball. But, um, and I've gotten to know him, actually. He's become more of a, he's become more of a friend uh, as, as well as a, as a student and a player on our team. Uh, he's, you know, he's one of my favorites. I love all of our guys. Uh, but, yeah, he's been a great guy. In this article, basically they were just talking about how players from the inner city, uh, how baseball is, is kind of dying in the inner city. Uh, you know, a lot of it goes to basketball and football. And, uh, you know, they like to see some guys like him uh, come up through the inner city and, and still have that joy of baseball. What do you offer a player when, in specialized training? What sort of things do you take them through? Well, um, with Team Valley, we do, we do a few different things. Um, we're not only a, a baseball organization, but we, uh, we also um, key in on uh, character and integrity. So there's a couple of things that we expect from our players and what we give to them. Uh, one is they get, they get winter workouts the entire winter, so probably between 30 to 40 winter practices with professional coaching at all of our levels, guys that just got out of college ball, some guys that just got out of actually pro ball, and some are currently still playing in pro ball that are working with our players. Uh, so they get that all winter. They get a limited membership to our facility where they can come and hit for free. 
Um, and then we play in most of our teams this year, we'll play between seven to eight tournaments. So we'll get probably between, between 40 to 50 games in the course of, over the course of the summer. Um, and then our older teams, we kind of connect all of our teams together with our older teams, actually our mentors to our younger teams. So this is kind of where we bring in the character aspect a little bit. Um, each kid on our older team has like, for example, the 16 U team, each kid on the 16 U team has a, a 10 U player. That's their responsibility. Uh, and they, they have to call them every two weeks, check out how they're doing, make sure they're doing good in school, uh, you know, help them with their baseball, teach, teach them, uh, you know, be that almost like a big brother aspect. Uh, so that's kind of also how we incorporate that. So that's kind of everything that we gear them out with a lot of gear, you know, the things that kids enjoy. Yeah, there's, there's something different about what Team Valley does, and, and you mentioned it, the focus on character, the focus on integrity and there's been a lot in the news with athletes recently in regards to hazing you know disobeying rules but um, with the priority that you guys place on character how do you handle a player what would you do with a player that gets in trouble in school gets in trouble with the law how do you handle that well what we tell our guys is that there's always consequences um, and uh, and we don't like for example if someone does something wrong on our team they're generally the whole team will be punished for it um, and there'll be a consequence. But once it's done, once the consequence is paid for, once they, they pay for that, then it's over. We never bring it up again. Uh, because, again, that's, you know, it's, it's, it's forgiveness, but at the same time there are results. You know, the Bible talks about you, you reap what you sow. Uh, and, uh, and that's what we try, to, we try to encourage these kids. You know, when they go out into in, in life, you know, some of these things are happening on sports now, they're off the field. They're off the field and the things that are happening. And so we want to teach these kids that, you know, if if you cheat in a class and you get caught and you make that decision, there's going to be a consequence for that. Uh, and so we want to teach these kids that, you know what, there's integrity. Is, you know, you want to be a kid with upstanding integrity and character. And uh, if you do mess up, which we will, we always will, and uh, there will be a consequence, and then we'll get over it, and then we'll grow from that. We'll learn from it. That's uh, a great so That's kind of how we handle those things. Uh, and, you know, we put a lot of a lot of stress on the things outside of baseball with, uh, you know, whether they're grades or, you know, how they keep up with stuff like that. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's a great application of biblical principles in the real world. And as you know, we're a faith-based sports radio program. Can you share with us how you first came to Christ uh, and the impact that knowing him as your as your Savior has had on your life? Absolutely. Yeah, when I I grew up in a in a Christian family, my parents uh, both of my parents are strong Christians, and uh, I've been going to church ever since I can remember. Um, but as you know, you know it's not not what your parents know or what your parents believe that gets you you know have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It is personal. And so uh, when I was actually I came to Christ at, at a young age, um, I was five years old, and I was going to our church had a tent meeting every year, and the pastor that was preaching there was just talking about about hell and how God came, Christ came down and died for our sins and how he could deliver us from that. And, uh, and for some reason that day, uh, I've, I'd heard it before, you know, I, again, I grew up in church, so I'd heard it, you know, pretty much every Sunday, but for some reason that day I understood it. And, uh, and it became real to me as a, you know, as a person, not just what my parents thought. Uh, and that's when I was compelled to, I went down to the altar. I remember I was knelt down on top of a, a hay bale. It was a tent meeting, so it was a hay bale. I knelt down, and I, I remember asking right there, I asked Jesus to, you know, to come into my life, and, and ever since I've had a personal relationship with him, and it's been, been amazing. 
this might seem like an obvious answer, but is there anyone in particular you would say has had the greatest positive spiritual influence on you? It would be my father would be probably the, the, the most, uh, I mean, I was growing up, I mean, I'm close to both of my parents, my mom and my dad, but with the baseball aspect, obviously, uh, uh, you know, we were together a lot through baseball. And, uh, and so, you know, he probably had the most spiritual impact on me, you know, doing the things, a lot of the things that I'm, that I uh, teach these kids on our teams is a lot of things that I was taught growing up with my dad and how to apply uh, spiritual aspects to sports and how sports relate to life. Uh, so definitely my dad would probably be the, the most uh, impact. Yeah, I, you know, I've always appreciated your dad. I count him a friend, and he's a good, godly man. Let me ask you, uh, how, how, if our listeners want to get in touch with you, how do, how, what, can, how do they get in touch with you if they want you to, as their trainer or to use your facilities? How can they get a hold of you? Uh, well, they, they, could, they could shoot us an email, um, which are, my email is dave at teamvalley.com. They could shoot me an email anytime. Uh, and then, or they can go to our website. They can go to two websites. If they're looking interested in, uh, in Team Valley Teams organization, they can go to uh, teamvalley.com. Um, if they're looking for instruction uh, or the facility, you know, get some, use some indoor training, uh, they can go to, to john at valleybaseball.com. And uh, all the information is there. They have phone numbers, other emails that they can contact. Before we let you go, buddy, how, how can we pray for you? How can our listeners pray for you? How can we pray for you? Well, the uh, a way that would be real helpful with some prayer would be uh, that we would continue to grow and, and not lose these values that we're that we're founding our organization on. You know, a lot of times as an organization grows and you bring more people into it, um, you know, sometimes the values become, get lost. Uh, and so, you know, what we're trying to do and we're trying to keep very close is the, to keep to these values and these morals that we're basing our organization off of, and making sure everyone in there knows that importance. So that would be a huge, uh, you know, area of prayer, I think, for our organization. Dave, I appreciate you coming on. He's Dave Valley, Team Valley Baseball, Valley Baseball. Uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you very much, Rick. Thanks, Dave. You're listening to Benson and Those Guys, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions on ESPN Rochester. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Nathan R. Wegman about the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach. Together, you and Nathan can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. Call Nathan R. Wegman Financial Advisor today at 585-272-0080. Offices located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 146 Two, three. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Looking for custom-made apparel for your team, your family, or your business? Look no further than Match Play Custom Apparel. Great design, great selection, great prices. You can order online, call, email, or stop in. It's at 439 Central Avenue in Rochester. Match Play Custom Apparel. You can visit them online at matchplaycustomapparel.com. Matchplaycustomapparel.com. Any design, any team, any logo, they'll do it. Matchplaycustomapparel.com. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town & Country Pest Solutions team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets, Town & Country Pest Solutions does it all. 
take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town & Country today at 426-5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service home remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows for interior and exterior remodels. No one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070, 585-402-1070, or visit them at www.mcafeeremodeling.com. Roberts Wesleyan College has been providing education for character for nearly 150 years. This year, Roberts moves to NCAA Division II membership and is Rochester's only D2 college. Check out Roberts Wesleyan College at www.roberts.edu or on Facebook and Twitter. Keep aiming higher. Make a difference at Roberts Wesleyan College. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys here on ESPN Rochester. Benson and Those Guys talking talking dancing here in the studio as Darren <laughs> shakes his moneymaker here to the Howard Jones bringing us back. We just got done talking to Dave Valley, and I thought it was very interesting that uh, the integrity, the character that they focus on, especially with so much going on in the world of sports where uh, they're getting side railed. They're getting, uh, you know, just bad things, you know. How do you keep these young men focused? And that started a conversation that we started having with, Players who are remembered, you think of Adrian Peterson, is he ever going to get back on the field? And if not, he's going to be remembered more for his off-the-field failures than anything he accomplished. And, Zach, you put together quite a list of players like that. I can think of Ricky Williams and uh, uh, you know maybe Barry Bonds and some others. Who You had some others on that list. Some of the ones that jumped out to me were, first off, O.J. Simpson. Um, another O.J. Simpson, uh, Pete Rose, uh, the Black Sox scandal, a couple guys that will never be allowed in the Hall of Fame for the things that they did, despite having numbers that are worthy of being there. You know, you, you think about how important your reputation is, your your testimony. That's why I appreciate what Team Valley is doing. And this is not just a gratuitous plug for Dave. He is, uh, you know, he's a friend and all, but you know, they're really doing something different there with the integrity aspect of it. We had a situation here over the weekend where uh, one of the idiots that co-hosts with, I, I shouldn't say that, one, one of those guys <laughs> was at the zoo mm-hmm. and he's talking about the program <laughs> and somebody overhears him and says, oh, you know, you're, you're, you listen to Benson and those guys. And of course, Darren's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And which is your favorite? Oh, well, of course, the unreasonable one. So Darren signed an autograph for the young man. Sure did. Now his head is, it, it doesn't fit through doors. <laughs> now, by the way, we have nobody that has corroborated this story. Uh, <laughs> nobody course, has seen this actually take place. But you know what Zach pointed out, which is a great point. If Darren had been doing something other than being true, being good, you know, if he was being a fool, how bad that would have reflected on him but also the program and also what we do and try to be a faith-based sports program. You know, Proverbs 22.1 says, A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, and favor is better than silver or gold. And, and these players that are going to be remembered for their off-field deals, their, their, their mishaps, their missteps, 
how much better had they been remembered for what it is. O.J. Simpson was a great football player. And he was surprised, it surprised everybody that he did what he did. Everyone's like, what? no, come on, really? I mean, because he always lit up. He was always that fun guy in the movies, a fun guy whose face lit up every time you saw him on television. Or even recently, you know, guys like Kirby Puckett. Look at the way, you know, he, he ends up dying. But, I mean, this, the backstory before his death was like, wait, wait, this is the same guy who everybody loved. You know, yeah. Rob Baronis' story, he died recently. And everybody's like, well, how could this happen? Oh, that's how that happened. Oh, I mean, that's how these guys, that's the legacy these guys are going to leave. And they didn't have to. Yeah, it's a crime. Let me give you another Bible verse here. First Peter 2, uh, chapter 2, verse 12 says, Live such good lives among the pagans that, though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God in the day he visits us. Now, this, uh, the background, the backdrop for that is unbelievers in the days of the early church said that Christians were eating flesh, drinking blood, they were, um, that their that their agape feasts were really wild orgies, that they were antisocial because they did not participate in any of society's immoral entertainment. And they said that they were even atheists because they didn't worship the false idols that um, the pagans did. But over time, it became clear that believers weren't that. They were not these immoral people. And it was shown by their lives. And it's just the importance of living a life in a good way, in a Christ-like manner, that has a positive reflection on both the Savior and your testimony and what you do. You know, it's funny. Irving Fryer has come under fire recently. And uh, if you're not familiar, he's a former wide receiver of the Patriots and the uh, Miami Dolphins. And then you uh, became a saved and became a pastor. Now his church is under fire, and him in particular. I'm not going to go into details on that. But even as Christians, you have to like walk that walk. You can't just make it. You can't be a Pharisee. You can't do that. You're not allowed to go ahead and you know, you know know talk a great game because at the end of the day, you will be exposed either in this life or the next and Irvin Fry right now is being exposed right now, and it's an embarrassment to all of us. Yeah. Benson and those guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. We didn't get to this last week. I apologize. I know many of you look forward to the unreasonable rant, and this will probably undo everything we just did. <laughs> but here's I'm Darren sure with his unreasonable rant. Guys, does your wife or girlfriend hate sports? I got a few tips for you to change that. Number one, bring sports into the kitchen. A good woman knows her place is in the kitchen making her man sandwiches, but it doesn't have to be a sports-free zone. Tell her to make a cake and then have her write sports rules on the cake and icing. No, you no. <laughs> she'll like she'll like sports a lot more. Just a few delicious desserts. Number two, teacher through word association. There's many terms a woman uses in her daily life. There are also sports terms. For example, take the simple actioning action of ironing uh, your of her ironing your shirt. An iron needs heat. The Miami Heat are a basketball team. You uh, you you iron shirts on an ironing board. Boards surround hockey rinks. There are probably many other sports terms related to ironing, but I don't know them because I'm a guy and ironing isn't my job. Lastly, <laughs> buy her female cut sports attire. She doesn't like sports? Well, she better learn to now that the most expensive thing you ever bought her is a $200 female cut Tony Romo jersey. She doesn't wear it. She's a total jerk. That's just a fact. So there you have it. Your wife or girlfriend will be a sports fan in no time. You're welcome, and I'll probably never do another rant. You are a hideous human being. <laughs> that, that, that is helping nothing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hmm. Any of the views on this program are not necessarily that of the station or the host. (laughs) (laughs) Pest of the Week is brought to you also by the good people at Town & Country Pest Solutions. If you have a pest problem, give them a call. They will be quick and thorough to take care of it. 
My pest of the week is Royals pitcher Jeremy Guthrie, who was the focus of some controversy early this week based on his T-shirt that said, These O's ain't royal. Guthrie, a one-time Oriole, came out saying he had no intention of inciting anything, that he did not consider the reaction. But, Jeremy, what do you think when you're wearing a shirt that's poking obvious fun (laughs) at the Orioles, who at the time were down 3-0, and then you completed the sweep 4-0? My pest of the week is Jeremy Guthrie of the Kansas City Royals. I actually like that shirt. But uh, my pest of the week is Duke Williams from the Buffalo Bills. Like. What I can't even describe how bad his defense was. He just shoving Julian Edelman in the back of the end zone like that. Just that set up the touchdown for the Patriots. It changed the momentum of the game, and I'm just going to blame the loss on Duke Williams for his just textbook pass coverage. Can I call a timeout on that one? Peter Montemurno on the radio press box this week said he watched the tape, and it wasn't Duke Williams. Duke Williams did what he had to do out of desperation because Leotis McKelvin blew the coverage. He was supposed to have help. Yeah, but it just looks bad on Duke Williams. He also blew a couple other plays. Yeah, the ball was underthrown. He he should have turned around for the ball. I agree. I just just need someone to be mad at right now. We've talked about that a number of times, Dan, off off the air. And I have said to him, if if you are beat on the play like that, and and that's going to be a touchdown. Well, he doesn't know that the ball was underthrown. He's got to turn around for the ball, though. They're going to call that every time. I agree with that. Mm Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't shove him, if he doesn't take that, it was either take the penalty or give up the touchdown. He doesn't know that the ball was underthrown. It's true. So I think I think it was wise to take the it penalty. Was, it was just the most Bills pass coverage ever. I just buried my face in my hand, or my yeah, my face in my hands. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> Zach, you got a pest of the week. My pest of the week is the Royals fan who. After their Game 3 win against the Orioles, jumped 10 feet into the fountain at Kauffman Stadium. The Royals are a great story. They're doing amazing things that we haven't seen done before. Don't ruin it by being an idiot. Eight straight wins for the Kansas City That actually might be a time when you actually do do something like that, jump into the fountain. When has there ever been a time since George Brett's been playing that you had a reason to jump into the fountain? Yeah. Dan said (laughs) doo-doo. I think Dan should do the rants. You know, both of us, Zach and myself, picked a Kansas City Royal, but what an amazing story that is. Uh, To go eight straight wins, who would have ever thought? I made a point of this a few weeks ago when we said Omar Infante turned down Yankee money to sign with the Kansas City Royals. Well, who had the last laugh now? Mm -hmm. They're going to the World Series. It is fun watching the Royals right now. It really is. It is exciting. It's fun. It's good for them. They haven't been there since 1985. 28 years. That, that's a long time. Good for them. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about this. I don't expect they're going to sweep their way through the uh, World Series, but, man, that, they're off and running. How hard is that? You have to play the wild card. I get it. You were at home. You had to play the A's, who really, up until the trade, were the class of the league. They were, they were the team that everybody was looking at, saying, this team's going to go all the way. Then that trade really kind of unraveled things for them. You had to play the Kansas City Royals had to play them in a one game wild card, which anything can happen. Then they had to play the Angels, who at the end of the year was as hot as any team and turned out to be the real class of the league. Swept them, and then go take on the Baltimore Orioles. Mm-hmm. Dan, my pest, my yeah. my pest of the week. Okay, after you're done with Benson and those guys, go to your television and turn on ESPN. College game day. Florida State student body. Florida State hosting Notre Dame. They are protesting, at least if they decide to stick with the plan, 
They're protesting college game day for being too harsh on Jameis Winston oh. for all of his infractions this past, oh, calendar year or two. He deserves it all. And they're turning their backs to the Home Depot cameras at, at college game day. I think it's great. You know why? Because last week against Mississippi State, there were so many cowbells that you thought that Kirk Herbstreit had to go to a silent count <laughs> to talk with Lee Corso about the games going on that day. There's other games besides the game that they're talking about on campus that day. And the crowd at Florida State is protesting this by turning their backs to the cameras. I think it's actually great, but I think they got, I mean, college kids, this is what they do. They steal stuff and they protest things and they think it's all cute and funny. You're protesting a bunch of people who are using their brains when they're saying Jameis Winston's got to stop his antics because he's hurting your college right now. You may have to forfeit games that he's playing if they uncover the fact that he took money for signing autographs, folks, and you want to protest the ESPN? You're my pest of the week. I think the game day crew should have a bag of crab legs on the set. You know, you mentioned the cowbells. How bad do you want to see Will Ferrell and who was it, Christopher Walken? <laughs> mm-hmm. More cowbells. We we need more cowbells. I thought they retired that sketch. I thought they. I mean, but uh, you know, I mean, it was so obnoxious. I did a Fisher game about five, six years ago where they brought out cowbells, and it was so. Un- that is no, that is not a good cowbells sound effect. Cowbells aren't as bad as those vuvuzelas or whatever they are at soccer. But games at least or- the vuvuzelas, after a while, you forget about it. You don't forget about. <laughs> over True. and over again. That dates back all the way to the 30s, though. That tradition is nothing new. That is not... Oh, uh, I can live with the tradition, but not during college game day when you got the hosts who can't even hear each other from four feet away from each other. And they're trying to break down game. And all of a sudden, you hear Lee Corso breaking stuff down like this. <laughs> it was tough. <laughs> Lee Corso. Benson and those guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solution. Darren, you have something you want to say? No, I was just ready to say Twitter for you. You Look at you stepping up. Ready. You're excited. Pastor Shane, we uh, we miss you this mm-hmm. week, and I'll be remiss if I don't say happy 20th anniversary to my best friend and my wife, Marlene. It has been a uh, – I've really been a blessing to her over the years. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I got that background. She's been a blessing to me. Happy anniversary, babe. I love you. This is Benson and those guys brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, ESPN, Rochester. Darren here, the unreasonable one. I try to have fun on the air with Benson and those guys, but I want you to know that I'm serious about his message. I really do want people to hear about Jesus Christ, and I love that we can use sports to help spread that message. You know that I love sports, but I hope you also know how important the gospel of Jesus Christ is. If you enjoy the program, please tell others about us, and if you believe that using sports to share biblical principles can be effective, then perhaps you can help us cover the cost of being on this station. You can go to our website, btgprogram.com, and make a one-time donation or even become a recurring supporter. And to show our appreciation, if you can give $25 or more, we'll send you a t-shirt as a way to say thank you. Being a part of this program has meant a lot to me. Your continued prayers are appreciated, and as always, thank Thanks for listening to Benson and those guys.